Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Wide Podcast. I'm Terry. And I'm Vanessa. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Girl, we are one week away from Thanksgiving. This year has literally flown by. And you know what I have to say to that? I don't Praise motherfucking B. It's almost over. 2020 is almost over. Yes, but COVID ain't going nowhere, girl. We're going to be just like we are right now in 2021. Um, It's kind of like a religious belief to me. Like if you have to believe in something to get through, like life, or it would be depressing. So like in 2021, like I think it's maybe it'll evaporate. Right, right. Like Like, it's just got to (laughs) end. Like... Like, I'm looking at Donald Trump's tweets on Twitter, like, not even politically, but, like, it just, they're, they don't stop. They're still coming. And it's very, like, confusing for people who are, like, that don't even live in the USA. And I know we have, like, we do have a fan base out there in India and in the Middle East. Guys, we don't even know where president is. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows. Maybe we'll, we, I think we'll find out in January 2021, but... Anyway, that's America for you right now. So just a quick reminder, we have holiday merch available now on www.girlwidepodcast.com and we are giving away free shipping for the holidays when you use promo code GIRLY at checkout. Do not forget, guys, I'm going to be doing a lot of posting because my merch is coming in. I did, I posted my new sweater that I'm literally wearing as we speak. I wear, it's probably kind of cheesy, but I'll tell everybody, like, whenever Terry and I record, I always wear a girl Y like, a shirt or a sweater or something. Because even though nobody sees us recording, I know that we're recording. And I just feel like I have to represent <laughs> from, like, start to finish. So I am currently in my girl Y sweater. Um, so definitely make sure you check out that merch. Um, side note, Terry, like I was just saying, it's almost Thanksgiving. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going to go up to Jacksonville to see Surprising. my dad. Surprising. Surprise. <laughs> he just keeps saying, don't you bring that COVID up here. Don't you bring that COVID up here. But he's going to have, he fries his turkey in the deep fryer, makes collard greens. Um, but I'm psyched. I was literally just going to ask you because I think I remember you saying that your dad, doesn't he always fry his turkey? Every year. I'm going to have to come one year because I have always heard that fried turkey is like the bomb. I've never had it. Uh, We always have done the oven bake shit or whatever in my family and that's what I'll be doing this year as well. But I've always heard that fried turkey is the fucking bomb. So... One of these years, I'm going to come up and surprise you and Papa Hughes and get my fi- my fried turkey on. So, okay, fried well, it's turkey. Actually, it's dangerous to make it. Like, I've that's, heard that. that's why people don't quick. do it. Yeah. You can blow up a house, and, like, he definitely needs an extra set of hands with that boiling hot grease. He has to dispose of the grease a special way. And right. he actually inherited a family recipe from a relative of ours that died, his uh-huh. wife finally like handed it over to my dad and his brother and was like, here you go. Uh-huh. This is the dry rub. Uh-huh. So he's like so proud to have it. So I'm stoked. It's delicious. Um, how long does it take to fry a turkey? Do you know? It's quick, um, right? He's, yeah. Well, it's like, I would say three to four hours. Oh, really? You got to slow fry it. I don't know know nothing about frying turkey, but like I said, I've heard (laughs) it's amazing. No, seriously, I have heard it's so good. So I definitely want to try that one year. We are doing, I don't know if you care, but I'll just ask myself, Vanessa, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? (laughs) Um, My mom, first of all, 
my mom is coming up here for Thanksgiving. It's going to be really small, just the four of us. So we're doing our normal, like, baked turkey, stuffing, baked macaroni, and, like, whatever else. But Thanksgiving is literally my favorite holiday because there's no pressure to buy gifts. It's just eating good food, watching good TV and movies for you football people, football, and, like, chilling. Like, it's totally, like, my day. So I'm super stoked for Thanksgiving this year. And I'm kind of, I mean, I'm sad I'm not going to see my whole family, but I'm kind of stoked for, like, a very low-key, easy, I mean, four dishes. I can wash four plates. That ain't shit. So I'm cool with that. You know? What else is new? Okay, so this weekend, guys, this past weekend, guys, I had to go couch shopping because, as you guys remember, I moved up to Orlando and we got couches, and I was not happy with these couches. They're really nice couches, but they're just not the couches that I'm used to. Like, I'm used to, like, a recliner and, like, just a different style. So like, yes, my bad. I made a mistake on the couches that we bought. So my husband and I decided that we were going to sell our couches on OfferUp, which we did. You know, this OfferUp business, I think I'm going to just start selling stuff like all the time. This girl, this nice girl, she was like, hey, can I buy your couches? Blah, blah, blah. Came, picked them up, took them right out of my garage under her pickup truck, pieced out, handed me the cash. Of course, my husband's like, what the the marker making sure it's like real money <laughs> oh that's um, good I, I was gonna say like you ballsy people to give your home address out I was nervous okay because I've never sold anything I've never done anything like that so I was nervous so I what I did I'm not stupid either what I did was because we live in an apartment complex so like you could find this apartment complex but there's I don't know how many apartments but there's a lot like you're not gonna just like by me immediately. You know what I mean? So I gave her the address to the complex and then I made her, I gave her the call box to get into the complex. So like for me to like let her in. And then once I let her in, I made Ricardo go out there with the garage open, but with our door closed <laughs> 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 and like, you know, handle the business. And then my husband, he don't play either. He went and got himself one of those like little markers or whatever to make sure that like it was real money and not like Monopoly money, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but she was looking nice, young. Like, you could tell she was like a college girl, like, she's trying to get some couches. Nah, like, she don't was trust not, anybody. She was not the killer girl. I could, like, literally flick her with my freaking fingers and she'd be gone. Okay, she weighed like well, 50 pounds. You are one of the only people that know this about me. I'm pretty sure I never said this because it's embarrassing, but like, you know what happened to my girlfriend? She put a couch on offer up. My fucking ex boyfriend showed up at her house to buy it. I'm dead. I'm no, dead. it wasn't a couch. It was actually a mirror. I'm but dead. yeah, he he pulls up like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm dead. So he didn't have a profile picture either. I'm just saying, watch your back. People she had a profile picture. She was a young girl and she was exact. She looked exactly like she did on her picture. And like I said, I was cautious. Like I didn't give her my apartment number or anything like that. Like I was very like, you might be the killer. You know what I mean? Trust well, me. I was thinking that the whole time. But I also need to get rid of these couches because my new couches are coming. And, like, what am I supposed to do with these couches? Shove them up my ass? Like, I don't have that much space. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, like, you can't just, like, I mean, they're brand new couches. I got them in September. So, A, I need to make a little bit of money back from them so I can put it towards my new ones. And, B, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, where do I put them? You know what I mean? I don't know anybody up here. So, I had to do what I had to do, girl. Don't judge me. Well, I'm now judging her that she, like, showed up at your place not even knowing who you were. You guys could have been the killer. I she agree. must not she, watch Dateline. She, she no, she brought a boy, a guy with her. Oh, okay. Whew, thank God. He, he was the pickup truck 
pickup truck driver and gotcha. um they just pulled up got their couches she gave me the money ricardo took the money we were good to go and side note my new couches i don't know if anybody cares but they are made in america i didn't even know we did that anymore i didn't either me, where, where is our couch manufacturer i don't know no set but when i went to rooms to go because i had like i told you i had seen a commercial that they actually had stuff available because my concern was with this COVID situation everything is on back order like i literally am still waiting on stuff that i ordered back in september to arrive furniture wise my last piece of furniture that i ordered is coming this thursday that's how serious the like COVID back order shit is. So the fact that this these couches are even able to be delivered within a week of me buying them and they're made in America, I was like, buddy, sign me the fuck up <laughs> for these couches. Like straight up. So that's my story. Oh, also, I did my very first COVID test because as I said last week on the podcast, I was under the weather and I still kind of am a little bit like I have a lingering cold. But, you know, obviously I was a little concerned, as I said last week, that's why I didn't have you come over. So I was like, okay, I guess I have to go get a COVID test. So I went and it was actually like, you know, I was very impressed and I have to give my thumbs up to our first responders out there, man, because it was very smooth process. Like it was a drive-through COVID test. I drove up the long, the line was super long, but they moved it quick. I mean, I was probably out of there within an hour of like the whole, and it was like a wraparound drive. Like it was serious, but that shows you where we're at in this country with the amount of people that are getting tested. But drove up, the lady did the swab thing, was not painful at all. I was a little nervous about it hurting as people had said, did not hurt. And I had my results within an hour. So I'll give my props where, my, where props are due. That is rapid. That was I also like real fucking rapid. I was like, damn, y'all, y'all ain't playing. I'm also, well, I'm pretty sure that I did have COVID over July. Like, I don't think anybody can tell me different. I could taste shit. And I was just sitting in front of a wide open fan with my air on 68 degrees, just sweating my dick off for like three days. And I was just eating soup. And I was like, well, the soup that I eat out of the can didn't taste that good anyway. Hmm, it's probably no COVID. And then thinking back now with all the diarrhea, the sweating, and like everything else, I was like, yeah, I probably had it. Oh, well. (laughs) I'm dead. See, I don't have, I didn't think I had it because I don't have any COVID symptoms. I I feel like I have like a cold, honestly. Like now I'm almost past it. But like, I didn't have any of like, like you said, the losing my taste or the shortness of, you know, thank God. But I didn't have like, COVID symptoms, but the only reason I was concerned is because I know people have different symptoms. So I was like, what if I have like the random like yeah. symptoms that people haven't reported yet? You know? Like some people get diarrhea, other people don't get diarrhea. Correct. Never- Correct. So what's new in your world? I did enough talking already. What is new with you? People want to know, and I have to ask, how are you and Bay? Me and Bay are great. We are going up to Jacksonville together to visit Papa Hughes this weekend or next week. Oh, that's big. That's big. That's another family get together. That's big when you bring the bays around for the the big holidays too. I'm just glad that I have like someone else to like help my dad get the turkey out of the fryer. Cause like I said, that shit's dangerous. And like, I'm too pretty to be scared. Terry said, I ain't burning my weave. (laughs) Exactly. That's I why I'll, bitch. I'll be looking like a bum on Thanksgiving. You know how people get dressed up like they're the fucking Kardashians, like they're being filmed to walk around their living room. I was never that person because I'm I like, my dad's going to have me out there working with fucking hot grease and shit. Like, my I'm going to go out there in a bodysuit. I'm like more like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. 
I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like, we're, we're at home. Like, I, I might put, like, a light base on and some powder just because, you know, Bay will be there. Gotta, I like, I put makeup on for you like, today. Did you notice? I did. But I your skin always looks flawless. It, it's disgusting. Whatever. But I, I haven't put makeup on in a while. And I was like, you know, I'm on a podcast tonight. I'm going to, I wash my hair for you. I put makeup on. For, I, I did big things for you today, girl. Like, big, big, big. things. Yeah. Well, I went and I visited my psychiatrist today. Nice. What did he say? You know, <laughs> he said that I look really happy. Aww. Really happy. That is so and good. We always have to be careful with that because then they want to lower prescriptions and shit. And oh no, hell yeah. no, I'm Don't miserable. No. <laughs> Correct. Because if you get too happy, they're like, you know what? Let's take you down a notch. Excuse me. This is the reason why I'm happy. Bring it up. He attributes it to me finally being out of a job that you know that. I hated because you know me personally. So he's like, I've been treating you for years and years and years and you were miserable. You are free. You look f- so happy. And I got to say, he is exactly right. I am free. You know what, Terry? <laughs> when you work wherever you work, as they say, you spend more time at work than you do anywhere else with anybody else. And when you are not happy at that place, it's going to carry over everywhere else in your life because you spend more time there than anywhere else. I mean, it's just the way it is. Like, I hear you, girl. I hear you. Yeah, so I'm taking my time to learn, as I told you, some new design skills with the help of our shout out to our friend, Sarah, Ellen Karen, because I already told her I'd shout out to her today. Hey, Karen. (laughs) This is a good Karen, y'all. The good Karen, not the Karen that we hypothetically talk about. Correct. The hypothetical Karen. The nerdy lame Karen. I'm dead. I'm trying to learn some graphic design skills, get our Christmas merch up, some Photoshop, some Illustrator. No, honestly, guys, like, whether you buy the merch or not, and, like, we hope you do buy the merch, but you killed the Christmas merch. Like, I give Terry all the credit on the Christmas merch. I didn't do shit with it. I literally, like, gave the project to her. I was like, I have nothing else to add to this. She has an eye for it. And, you know, one thing me and Terry are good at doing is we're both good at certain things. And when we realize that one's better at it than the other, well, you know what? You do the merch. I'll do something else. No fucking problem. And you killed the Christmas, the Christmas merch. I cannot wait for mine to arrive. When it gets here, you best believe I will be posting pictures on our social about it. Um, and like we said before, we want to see your pictures as well. Well, there's more to come. I am not done. I have a twinkle in my eye. And I'm also going to be doing a photo shoot with that Dead to Me collection. I'm going to put my weave in for it and everything. I'm dead, but I want to be there for it. (laughs) What else do we got this week, girl? Tell me. I wanted to start with some interesting information I found out today. It's it's actually a really exciting opportunity for all of the dummies out there. Like if you are kind of stupid, you might want to partake. So cruise lines are actually looking for people to volunteer to sail on voyages to test their COVID-19 safety protocols. Like, yes, like not a legit cruise, but you don't have to pay. You can go for free. And basically they take your temperature, you get on board. They see if you have COVID when you get off. I'm dead. I'm (laughs) dead. But like, I guarantee I, can get like if there is somewhere where we can monitor this there's gonna be a line out the door for this shit yeah for sure so actually (laughs) please (laughs) so 
they say mock voyages. I'm not sure like how far they're going to go. I don't even like, I'm sure they're going to pull out of the port, maybe like circle around your block. I don't know. But Royal Caribbean is looking for volunteers to test this out. And it well, that's just like the, the COVID people looking for tests. They're like the, the, the shop people. So a company spokesperson confirmed a travel and leisure magazine and stated, while we are eager to welcome our guests back on board, we have a lot to do between now and then, and we're committed to taking the time to do things right. This includes training our crew in new health and safety protocols and conducting a number of trials of trial sailings to stress test those protocols in real world conditions. She said that she's seen a lot of eagerness for people to join these test cruises. And uh, yeah, they don't get paid. (laughs) I mean, well, they're getting a free vacation, okay? The hell else do they want? To them, that's a vacation. They're just trying to see if y'all get sick or not. Yeah, but and I also would need to know what the claws are. Like, are y'all serving alcohol? What's the food like? Is it buffet (laughs) only? Are the restaurants going to be? I didn't know exactly what y'all doing. Because if I'm just going to go and be in some room and walk around in circles all day on a damn boat stuck on the water, that's some bullshit. But now, if they're giving, like, real cruises, Terry, me and you might have to be a part of this test. Because if they're serving right, free booze and doing all the other shit, I'm just kidding. I would never. Like, I am so scared. If it's all you can drink and I'm in a corner and I say, everybody get the fuck away from me, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm petrified to catch COVID. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like... I'm scared. I don't want to be the one to catch it and have to report back how bad it is or is it. I don't want to know. I'm scared. COVID got me shook. I'm shook. <laughs> yeah, I like to be able to breathe. Not being able to breathe like kind of makes me anxious. Did you hear that um, the singer Jeremiah is like in the ICU, like deathly sick right now with COVID? No. Yeah, it's bad. 50 cents talking about it. He reported back that he was responding today. Like, what does that even mean? Did his eyeballs open or did he talk to you? Because <laughs> he's on a ventilator and like, I'm shook. No, thank you. I'm sorry. Like people can say it's fake and it might be fake, but I don't want to find out straight up. It's kind of like if heaven or hell is real or not real. Correct. Like, do you guys want to find out? Cause I don't like, I sure don't. Praise be. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Sister. All right, moving along. I feel like we have jabbed, jabber jabbered enough for like the last 20 minutes. So this week I did the outline and I thought it would be fun because last week Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiered. Obviously we both watched because who wouldn't, number one. I mean, it's Utah, okay. Um, So I thought since the season is just getting started that it'd be fun to kind of like do a get to know the wives on the series. And let me tell you, like, I was hooked right when the show started. What about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to, like, yeah. I've been excited about this because, you know, I'm obsessed with, like, the Warren Jeffs and the polygamy and, like, all the shit out there. Well, I talked about that last week. Yes. So, like, when one of those women was – said she was married to her step-grandfather. I was hooked. Which, we'll get it. Yeah, I was hooked. I'm like, I comment on everybody that talks about it, and I'm like, I'm ready for some incest and some weird shit Seriously. <laughs> to go down. So what we're going to do this week, guys, is we're going to basically kind of just give you a little info about all the wives. So you're up on game. You know exactly what we're dealing with with each of these wives, and a little get to know the wives before we get to know them on the season. 
So first up is Lisa Barlow. So if you guys watched the first episode, her presence sparked some drama right away on episode one. Uh, she has a history with some of the cast. She attended Burgham Young University with Heather Gay, which by the way, I'll say right off the top, Heather Gay is my favorite character so far. And I'll get into that why later. Um, so her and Heather are already kind of beefing because Heather says that they were like BFFs, I guess you would say, in college. And Lisa's like, who's Heather? I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> uh, so she basically denied knowing Heather during their time in college. She has been close friends with Meredith Marks, who is also on the show for many years. Uh, so I think that's going to make for an, in- an interesting cast dynamic. Um, as of right now, Lisa's estimated net worth is 3 to $5 million. So she's not a broke-ass bitch. Um, and that does not include her salary from Bravo, which is unknown right now. But they are saying that Bravo is kind of on the cheap side. So since they're a new franchise, it's probably on the lower end. It's probably like play money for her, considering what she's worth already. But obviously the exposure in itself is priceless, if you ask me. Well, I actually listened, this is a previous guest of ours, David Yontiff. I listened to his episode with Tamara from the Real Housewives of Orange County, and they don't get paid a lot until Mm -hmm. they are like, they basically got to prove that they are the reason people are watching this show. So they have like- something correct. Yeah. They had minuscule, like, money coming in, like, basic pay. Yeah, until but it makes sense, but look at the exposure they get. Right. So they, they kind of have to prove, like, you're helping me, I'll help you. But, yeah, it's very low pay to start. So he did confirm that when he was speaking to Tamara. Exactly. And right now, I did look all over their salary. I could not find as of right now. But, again, we can assume, we can assume that it's, it's not a lot. Um, hopefully that'll grow as their uh, season grows and as they grow their fan base and everything. But as far as Lisa's business life, so as she said on her sh- on the show, she is an owner of a tequila company. One of the most popular brands is Vita. She owns a marketing firm, which I thought was pretty cool, which is called Lux. And she owns a men's luxury brand called Fresh Wolf. And the part that I did like is that a little fun fact, she donates a two-in-one shampoo and body wash to a child that's in foster care systems for everyone that's sold. So I thought that was, she's got a nice heart. Um, Probably a tax write-off too, but you know, hey. (laughs) According to Bustle.com, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cast member Lisa Barlow definitely is not your typical Mormon. She owns a tequila company after all, but that's how she likes it. In quotes, she said, I just feel like I have gotten older and have my own family that I feel like I'm Mormon 2.0. Best fits me. I love our religion, but I also love our business too. And you know what? I think that is literally right there in itself going to make for an an interesting series because she is not going to be like your typical Mormon. I mean, the fact that she drinks says, speaks volumes. Yeah, that's, that's like, I'm trying to get used to it. Like, who drinks and who doesn't? Like, because what they portrayed from Utah so far, it has shook me to my core because I expected, like, a tundra of nothingness except a bunch of churches and um, people very conservatively dressed. She said to Bustle.com, when you think about a Mormon church, there's, like, a laundry list of things that you don't ever do, which basically makes you perfect, and I'm far from perfect. So, also, fun fact. Yeah, girl. I agree. You know that she actually is Jewish by heritage and Mormon by church by choice. Interesting. So I think I'm going to like her. 
and she's got 28,000 followers, probably like double that by now. I was going to say probably by now it's probably double because that's what she started with, which is not bad to start with. Um, she's got two kids, I believe. Yes, two kids, Jack and, Hen- and Henry. Uh, she's married to John Barlow. And fun fact, another fun fact, her social circle includes uh, the Bella Twins. Do you watch them on E? No, but I know who they are. <laughs> Me too. I don't watch them. So I have Mary Cosby, who I was just speaking about earlier. She's she is the of the show. Yeah, she's the gem that married her step grandfather. <laughs> Many of the cast members are currently former members of the Mormon community, but Mary Cosby, she is not. She is part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, mm-hmm. aka like what Warren Jeffs was, guys. Just saying. Escaping polygamy, guys. Just saying. (laughs) She's got her own church in the area, and the story of how she became first lady is wild. Obviously, like, it sounds like a fucking taboo porno already. It sounds like Mary could have had her own show, honestly. Yeah. Cosby is the first lady of Faith Temple Pentecostal Church. The church was founded years ago by her grandma, Dr. Rosemary Redmond Cosby, who led the spirited Salt Lake City congregation until her death in 1997. At the time of her passing, Dr. Cosby left a massive multi-million dollar fortune amassed by the church, different restaurants, and more behind the scramble for the inheritance began shortly after her death with the late reverend's family fighting to get their hands on the empire i'd be fighting too though yeah for real step off my money hose Mm. her daughter rosalind cazares alleged that dr cosby's then husband robert cosby senior had played a part in her death in order to inherit her millions She also accused her mother's husband of foregoing documents to claim Dr. Cosby's property and was subsequently awarded more than $1 million in damages by a local jury. Mm. I'm sorry that that was such a mouthful, guys, because I I feel like I was reading a a Lifetime movie plot. But it's important real information because if you really, like, break it down, Robert Cosby Sr., who is Mary's husband, a.k.a. step-granddaddy, I was, thank you, accused of murder, okay? A thief and a murderer. Uh, and, and a cradle robber, goddamn. It, it, it's bad, it's bad. So yes, we had to read all that, and sorry that it was Ooh. long, but that's important information. Sorry if I tripped over my words, because I think I'm shocked every time I see this shit, because all you had to tell me is, uh, step you grandpa, step grandpa. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, sleep, you sleeping in your grandmama's bed, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, Dr. Cosby's inheritance went to her granddaughter, Mary, but there was a catch. Mary would have to marry her step-grandpa, who is 20 years her senior. Not that bad. Not that bad, but I mean, can you imagine those... Wait, pause. Could you imagine you guys are, like, going over grandma's will, and it says, okay, y'all, in order to get this money, though, one of y'all need to marry my husband. Like, awkward AF... Was it, like, who raises the hand first, like, gets to marry Grandpa? I guess we're going to find out. I don't know. Like, whoever's first, say I. I. I I get to marry Grandpa. Can you imagine, like, sitting there, like, shit, I got to marry Grandpa for this money? I'd be like, I'm going to find a way to... 
I'm not going to your done ass. It. No, I would have done it. He's a step grandpa. Uh, that's disgusting. Either way, He's I don't know how close they were. Blood. I'd be like, I'll sue you. And then I'm going to get that money back. (laughs) So it is an unconventional relationship, obviously. I've never heard of anything like that in my life. I'm sure there's weirder shit out there. But the spouses are raising a teenage son together and are currently serving as the recognized leaders of Faith Temple. They have one teenage son. um, I don't know how many followers. I don't know. Mary, you married your grandpa. So... (laughs) Um, so, so who's next? <laughs> now we have my favorite. I actually really like Heather Gay. So she is the blonde, um, and she is the Mormon, Mormonish single mom. So according to Bustle.com, Heather Gray considers herself to be an introverted extrovert that acts like the life of the party so everyone else feels more comfortable. She kisses a lot of ass. Which, pause, I gotta say... For those of you who have HBO or HBO Max, I've been watching the show The Undoing. I know this is like sidetracking, but who cares? It is with Nicole Kidman. And like, they have this like mob father, like her dad is like, looks like he's traditional fucking mob motherfucker. He has all this money. Like he could have anyone killed if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his, his grandson's school and he said, I'm a cocksucker and not like a flamboyant, like I suck cock and people are going to make fun of me. Cocksucker. I'm a cocksucker. Like I'll kill your whole fucking family if you fuck with mine. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never heard of anyone calling themselves a cocksucker. I don't know. I just (laughs) had to get that out. (laughs) You know, I know it's like, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. That's fine. It sounded really not like it sounded very turn offish when you first started but then again it's kind of sexy at the end i get well, it yeah his definition of a cocksucker is literally like i will kill your entire family yeah, if you kind of sexy yeah i mean he's the only one that could get away with saying it though because at first i turned my head like 360 degrees like a fucking <laughs> owl i was like he said what Exactly. But that's why it's probably, first of all, you didn't even tell me you're watching this show because I ask you for shows every day. So you're dead to me. That's a whole other conversation we'll have at another time. Second, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Go on. Heather Gray, my queen. I love so her. So anyway, Heather Gray, she's an ass kisser. So she says she really goes to get along. I really go along to get along until I kind of just get sick of it towards the end. That's like all of us. Yeah, I go along till I get along, too. hmm Her sometimes friend and co-star, shitty friend Jen Shaw, as well as the ongoing drama that will never die with her former BYU classmate, Lisa Barlow, quote, usually I would just put up with it because that's what I've always been trained to do. But I'm finally starting to say what I really want to say and how I really feel. So basically what that means, guys, is expect Heather uh, Gay to get some balls in her very first season of Real Housewives. She's growing a big dick, guys. She's not an ass kisser anymore. But you know what I liked about her? So she's raising her kids on her own while her ex completely financially does support them. But she has has full custody of her children. Um, So I do respect that. And I also respect her business aspect, which Terry's going to read for us because I've had too much vodka. 
And this is all like mumbo jumbo to read. Go ahead, Terry. So Heather is raising her kids on her own while her ex completely financially supports them. Our co-parenting is I do the work and he pays the bills. Don't expect to see more of Heather's family on the show, though. She says that her parents and siblings are cool and wonderful people who love and support her, but view her becoming a housewife as a betrayal of their faith. Ooh, this is juicy. I know. They see endorsing this type of adventure as kind of patting me on their the back and saying, good luck on your way to hell. Ooh! And again. It's like escaping polygamy, but better because they I have know, money. I know. That's why I, I'm going to like Heather. Heather was raised Mormon. She now describes herself as Mormon-ish. She had a reawakening of sorts after her divorce and decided to stop attending church, which obviously violates the uh, attendance policy because they're very strict <laughs> over there. She says, I've gotten to the point where I can endorse doctrine that is completely opposite of how I feel, and I can no longer rationalize it. How I can participate in a church that is absolutely discriminatory and says God loves all people except for the gays. The doctrine is essentially saying that you can't go to heaven unless you're married straight and very, very righteous. After initially doing photography and social media in exchange for Botox because her ex-husband oversaw her budget, Heather began running the cosmetic medical practice beauty lab plus laser which is now valued at over 20 million. Damn, girl. Yeah, she ain't no broke-ass bitch. I was about to say, I was like, but Heather, what do you do? Oh, no. No, no, Heather does a lot. Heather ain't no joke. She used money from her divorce settlement to join the company as a partner before totally buying out the business, which offers injectables, laser treatments, skincare, among other services. Their goal is to allow women to invest in themselves without shame or stigma. I want to go. If you want... If you want giant lips, if you want a frozen face, if you want to be smooth like a dolphin without one shred of hair, we don't have any agenda other than to provide customer service. I fucking love Damn. Heather. Damn. I fucking yeah, love Heather. I want to, like, honestly, I didn't catch this on the first episode because, you know, I multitask and fold laundry and shit and, like, go to the now, bathroom. And they're, wait, they're downplaying her right now. And I, I will see how the rest of the season goes. But she did not get heard enough of her story out yet it was this first episode was a lot about jen shaw and her stupid party and the bullshit so i'm hoping that we get more of heather because she is an hbic and like who um smells like hospital and who doesn't yeah correct so i'm hoping that like she does break out of her shell and like we see more of this hbic behavior because clearly she has it in her okay so next we have meredith marks and Meredith Marks is Jewish, but says that she isn't super religious. She identifies as Jewish, like being more of a relation to her family and culture. She says that Judaism to her is a time for family. It's a time to reflect back on the plight that the Jews have gone through. It's less about the actual religion. She says she'll go to temple from time to time, but not often at all. Usually it'll just be on a high holiday, if then even. Meredith is also, yeah. I mean, like, real, I know, like whether you're Catholic, Christian, Jewish, whatever, like, I mean, there's not many that are going every week, but go on. Yeah, I'll go on Christmas Eve service if that. Yeah, I don't even think you've done that in like the last five years, but okay. Me? Yes, you. You're 100% right. And oh, I, I always say that I'm, I always say I'm going to go to Sunrise Easter service. I just never make it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 
Meredith has been working as a high-end jewelry designer for over a decade, and she currently has a store on Main Street in Park City, Utah. She is very serious about her business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meredith's beautiful and pricey pieces have been spotted on a variety of celebrities ranging from Rihanna, Gabrielle Union, to Courtney Cox. What? Oh, yeah, she's not. Damn, Meredith. Let me tell you, let me tell you, because I did a lot of research on these housewives of Salt Lake City. They are not, like, nobodies. Like, they know a lot of the who's who's, just saying. I thought this was going to be a show of, like, those people, like, what is it called when someone, like, okay, say you're super Christian and religious, and they, like, lay a drape over you. This was on Handmaid's Tale with a hole, like, in the vagina, so you don't have to actually, like, make bodily contact. You just, like, stick it in the hole. I'm dead. That's what I thought it was going to be. Oh my gosh. No, but go on. So Meredith has dipped her toes in a bunch of different fields. After studying fine arts in college, she worked as a model before attending Northwestern University, where she graduated with a law degree as well as a master's in management of business. Damn. Mm -hmm. She has been married to Seth Marks for over 20 years. Correct. She has three children, Reed, Chloe, and Brooks. We met Brooks on Sunday, remember? And that's the son that she had that's on the show. And he didn't even know who Prince was. I was shook. Oh, like he didn't know who Prince Prince was. Like Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Correct. Diamonds Purple and Pearls. Rain. Little Red Corvette. Like, do you live under a rock? He's an icon. So I actually really like this kid. I actually creeped on his whole family. It's now coming back to me. I was like doing I was going to say because you text me whatever day and you're like I really like him and I was like he's dead to me because he doesn't even know who Prince is. Yeah but I really liked him because he's like uh, my bedroom is below you so if you even think about having sex like just don't. And I was like yeah. oh he's hilarious but his sister just turned 19. I found her on Instagram Chloe and she's like beautiful like disgustingly gorgeous like mm. in a natural like way but where are these utah women getting tan is what i want to know because if you find her on instagram which is really easy to do she's like has a glistening summer glow like she lives in south florida it doesn't make any sense like i'm white whiter than she is she does not that this is going to make any more sense to your question so i'm gonna say she goes to a tanning bed because she's currently attending the university of colorado which is a winter state, and I'm guessing she's just going to the tanning bed, Terry. She's just headed to the tanning beds. Oh, or, but she can. Oh no, she's probably using all the time. Jergens glow. She's probably using Jergens glow. Girl, look at my nightstand. There you go. For you those of you who like- can't see, I just held up a bottle of Jergens glow, and I don't look anything like her. So this is Yikes. bullshit. Okay, so I, I renege. She is not using Jergens Glow since apparently it does not work. Um, I don't know. Spray tan. She's got money. I don't know. Maybe she's just born that way. I don't fucking know. She's got like a legit spray tan. Like not the Jergens Glow like poor people like me use. Like on uh, their ankles. Back to business. So Meredith, I think Meredith's storyline is going to be drama with her husband because on the trailer it was clear to see that they're going to have some drama with like maybe questioning whether they're faithful not i'm not really sure but i think that's going to be like her main storyline so i like her but right now heather is still my number one who else do you have for us because i feel like we're gonna cut it close today okay whitney rose yes 
so Whitney. Cutie. She's a cutie. Yes, I like her. She seems sweet. I do sweet. too. She seems sweet and cute. So once a Mormon, until she was excommunicated a decade ago after having an affair with her boss, Justin Rose. Yes. But although this Messy. was scandalous. Messy. This was scandalous. <laughs> was scandalous for many in the Salt Lake City area. She and Justin don't care what people think. Oh, no, they're they still no together. Fucks. No fucks. Did you they're see still they, together? Wait, did you see on the episode when she, like, when the party kicks off because they renewed their vows on the very first episode and she's on yeah. her stripper pole, like, literally in front of her dad, like, just, like, fucking spinning around the pole. Like, I was like, she gives no fucks and I love her, too. Mm. She's probably, like, my yeah. number two. <laughs> Did you even watch a damn show, bitch? Unbelievable. I did, but I gotta watch it again. I, I gotta stop doing chores when I watch such an important episode. I watched it twice. I'm not gonna lie. The first night, like, I watched it on premiere night, but I was, like, kind of tired, so, like, I wasn't, like, fully invested. And then I watched it again the next day, like, I was in it, and, like, it was good. Well, if it's a season starting from scratch, it normally takes me, like, to the fifth episode to get completely hooked, so gotcha. that's where I'm at. So they don't care what people think. They're still together, recently renewed their vows, but here's everything else you need to know. Founded the natural skincare line Iris Plus Bow in 2017 and has been dedicated to it ever since. Whitney married Justin Rose after an office affair. Ooh, steamy. After falling in love, she and Justin left their then spouses within weeks. And when Whitney discovered she was pregnant, they tied the knot. At this the time, is like it was made scan- for Mari TV. <laughs> oh yeah, Jerry, Jerry. Seriously, who's the daddy? Mm. <laughs> they tied the knot. At the time, it was scandalous enough not to just get Whitney excommunicated, but to cause fractures within her family as well. Yikes! As her Bravo bio states, Whitney's Mormon family line goes way back, and they weren't happy that they seemingly threw away that legacy for love. But in the decades since, some fences have been mended. In the clip from the show that Wendy posted on Instagram, her cousin, ooh, I remember this part. Mm-hmm. Her cousin comes up and says, I don't think that you'd be here. I didn't think that you'd be here 10 years from now. I love you and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Whitney later revealed in a confessional that she was both resentful and happy about her family finally coming around. She wondered, why the fuck did it take 10 years? Still, she added that even though she went through a lot of judgment and pain and criticism to be with Justin, she wouldn't take it back. She said, my life is so full, we're still standing, bitches. I like her. You know why? Because she lives in her her real skin. Get it how you live, girl. Amen. So who is this, Jen? Jen Shaw. She was on my nerves. I'm going to give her a chance because it's one episode. But she was extra. Why was she on your nerves? She was, go ahead, read about her, but she was the one. Okay. The part, you'll, you'll see. I mean, she, she's a lot. I could see that she was definitely, like, playing it all the way up on, like, episode one. So we'll see. Yeah. So Jen was raised Mormon, but converted to Islam. Ooh. That is her husband's religion. And she made the decision after Sharif Jr. was born, and she discovered that Blacks weren't fully accepted into the Mormon church. Though Black people are allowed to attend church, they aren't able to hold the priesthood and aren't looked at as equals. 
and the Mormon religion. She said, I was like, how do I subscribe to this when I can't justify the reason to my husband and my son and future kids who are black? My husband is such a good person, so I decided that I wanted to have my sons raised with those same values. Mm -hmm. So she is the CEO and founder of JXA Fashion, Shaw Beauty, and The Real Shaw Lashes. Marketing is the core business she's run for almost 20 years. She says, I'm actually a nerd at heart, noting her love for numbers, spreadsheets, algorithms, and data points. Okay, yeah, I see what you, I see what you mean by extra. Like, you could have just said, I'm a nerd. I like numbers and math. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she likes things that everybody else finds boring. Jen yeah. explains that her companies handle direct response marketing, and though about 90% of the work is now online, she used to specialize in infomercials. She used to specialize in infomercials, direct yeah. mailing, and print. She jokes yeah. that she's like the Wizard of Oz, the person behind the curtain that nobody sees, but nobody knows how things are working. Which I call With- bullshit because she's like one of those, like, look at me, look at me. Yeah, I can't imagine she'd be too far behind the scenes from what I saw. Correct. With so many moving parts in her career, Jen says it takes a village to support her. Salt Lake City fans will see that she has several assistants, and she recently added three more to help during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. Extra. Extra, extra. So, guys, that is your behind the scenes of the real Housewives of Salt Lake City wives, a little get to know you. I just thought it'd be fun to kind of just dive a little deeper into them. I am looking forward to this season. I think it'll be super interesting. I mean, it's Mormons and Islam and all types of different religions, Mormonish. I mean, it should be pretty decent for a Housewives franchise. Oh, I'm super psyched. So, moving right along, did you watch Potomac? Oh, yes, girl. I don't know about you, and that's why I'm not going to get you deep into it. It was a bore. It was a straight-up bore. Candace cried. Tissues were ready to go. Wendy got some fake snakes in her bed and spiders. The highlight of the episode, which is why they've dragged it along to now, it'll be three episodes, is when Ashley admits to Candace that she basically wrote a deposition against her which is what we're trying to get at, basically, and it's just yeah. kind of dragging it along. Overall, the episode was a bore to me, honestly. It was, a fil- it was it what I call was, a filler episode. It was boring as fuck. The pranks sucked. It made me miss Real Housewives of Dallas, which I know you haven't seen, so I'm just going to tell not. you. Like, when they would prank someone, like, they would prank someone and going into their hotel room and pouring a bunch of baby powder. Brandy Redmond did this pouring baby powder into a hairdryer so that when they turned it on, literally they get blasted in the face Dead. with baby powder. If w- they did that to Wendy, I'm pretty sure like she would just. Uh, well, you can't. Quit. Okay. I'm, I'm half black. You can't do the black women with their weave. Okay. <laughs> you white girls can get in the shower and go wash up and do it all over again. Black girls with the weave. I mean, it's weave. It's dead hair. You can't re like bring it back. So well, the, snake, the, the fake snakes though, didn't even look fucking real. The prank was, it was stupid. Just like, the prank was stupid. The whole episode, in my personal opinion, was a bore. Like, you know why I know it was a bore? Because I did what you said earlier, where I was doing other shit and had it on, but I wasn't, like, locked Watching. in, like, oh, what's going on scene by scene. Like, 
when it ended, I was like, I don't even know what happened at the end because like it obviously wasn't that important. So moving right along, big news, the Kardashians season finale was this past Thursday with which first of all, eight episodes, is that even like a real season? Like that was the season. No, this is just I'm shook. I'm shook. Like, especially when like you guys decided that this is gonna be your second to last season. Eight episodes? Like they used to have like sixteen and nineteen episodes on previous seasons. Eight episodes. I feel very cheated. I feel beyond cheated. Like beyond. I'm like, this is a fucking joke. But whatever. And in my opinion, this last episode was like a two-part episode. You had Scott, who was basically dealing with his rehab situation, which we saw play out months ago. I actually remember us on our earlier days of podcasting talking about it, which I did mm-hmm. feel bad. I mean, it's fucked up. Like he tried to commit himself into a rehab for his past traumas. And, like, all his shit got exposed, and, like, that's fucked up. Like, whether you're a celebrity or not, like, there should be a level of privacy, especially for things like that. So that was, like, I would say part A of the episode. And then Mm -hmm. part B is Chloe and Tristan. They're back together. I mean, for those of you who are sleeping under a rock, yes, they haven't officially announced it, but they're basically back together. And, like, that's kind of been what the season kind of has led up to is them, I think, introducing their fans to the idea of them getting back together and like that whole dynamic. So that was mm-hmm. basically the whole episode. So in my opinion, it was a bummer of a season because it was only eight episodes. And I just felt like, obviously it's not their fault, but because of COVID, that's kind of like all I feel like I saw is Chloe dealing with COVID and like her and Tristan, like, playing house and like getting back together and like not or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. so that was that um i don't have a lot to say about it because it was kind of disappointing and you know i love my kardashians but i expect more yeah it was it wasn't a cliffhanger it was just kind of dull yeah yeah like it did it it was another another one where like i watched it but like i wasn't like locked in because it was just kind of like okay i get it whatever so that was that. Uh, People's Choice Awards was on last night, and I the only thing I don't want to get into the whole awards, but the one thing I did find interesting, I know we talked about it on our podcast, was the Ellen One Daytime Talk Show Award, which I found super interesting. I don't know what the stats are on whether she's won like every year before or not, but I just thought it was interesting because obviously, unless you live under a rock, her show was under like a lot of scrutiny this this year. Yeah. So. Obviously, the people who have spoken, they love the Ellen show. That is interesting. I did. I, I did not watch it. I didn't either. Um, well, I watched like a few minutes of it, and then I was like, gotta go. Busy. Demi Lovato looked fabulous. But like I said, I just thought it was interesting that Ellen won, considering the year that she's had with all the um, scrutiny with the way the staff is treated and blah, blah, blah. So that was that. What do we have before I, weekly reviews? Well, I did see that Demi Lovato like, was able to make light of her shitty year, which we all know is pretty shitty. Yes. So that was cool. No, and she looked really good, and I root for Demi because, as we know, she's suffered with substance abuse and things like that, so I definitely root in her corner, and she looked good, and like you said, she was able to make light of her own shitty situation. Um, So all in all, I think it was all good. I think that's it for, like, celeb topics before we get into your weekly reviews. Oh, and we are going to have... I know next week is Thanksgiving, but Terry is adamant that we need to go, go, go. So we are having an episode next week for you people that are going to be driving up and down to see your families. 
you're going to still have a Girl Why episode to listen to. So don't worry. We'll be here next week for your holiday. And it's going to be a naughty one for you freaks. Yeah, and that's basically all it listens to us, apparently. <laughs> Anything that has, like, a titty in the title or fetish in the title, it blows up. So y'all are weird, but we're going to give what? you what that's you want. That's actually, like, a really good point. We should just call all our episodes fetish. Or, no, I'm just going to call all of them, like, what's in my butthole. Whatever, but like we can just say that like for every episode. Toe in my ass. Even if it has nothing to do with anything, like just freak nasty every time. I'm gonna do that. Watch. No, don't give away our secret. Okay, so weekly review is gonna be very short. I found this ridiculous, and I posted a photo of it for you just so that you could like understand what I was looking at. So you know how they post um milk cartons like missing children on milk cartons are used to yeah so this is a milk carton that says missing over the top of a cutout for a man's face so it is a milk carton costume piece and this gem said those of you who follow my reviews know that i have a fondness for classy headwear When I go out to the discos, I like to be looking my best, and I needed a hat that would go nicely with my white Saturday night suit. The milk carton hood adult hat looked promising. I have a silk shirt that perfectly matches the blue writing on the carton, and a lot of ladies have told me that when I combine the milk carton hood adult hat with this particular shirt, it really draws attention to my pretty blue eyes. Blush. A hat like this exudes confidence. It says, hey, ladies, I'm different. I have my own type of swagger. For the finely appointed gentleman, this hat will make a classy addition to your collection. I'm dead. Terry, you got to post this photo on our story on Thursday so everybody gets it, but I'm dead. Yes. I I might keep it up on the the, the the blog because it is just... It's so creepy and weird. Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family, your friends, or however it is that you're going to celebrate. Just remember that although this year is different with the COVID situation, just try to make the best of it. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Um, As always, we thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, If you liked it, leave us a five-star review. But if you hated it, Walk the fuck, the fucking fuck away. Correct. Um, if you're not already following us, you can find us on Instagram at girl underscore Y underscore podcast and on Facebook and Twitter at girl Y podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. Again, happy Thanksgiving. And we will definitely be back Thanksgiving week with a brand new freak nasty fetish episode. Bye. Bye.